forgiveness is not the end. Forgiveness is a means to a generous life, which ultimately brings glory to God. Because God loves a cheerful giver. Hello everyone, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whenever you are listening or watching this, I am so glad that you are here. For those that are new, let me formally introduce myself. My name is Samuel Tekka and I am the host of this podcast and it's an honor that you are here today. I wanna get straight into this topic that I'm gonna be speaking about today because it, it is a highly requested topic. A couple of weeks ago, actually, I think it was about a week or a week and a half ago, I had put out a Instagram, I guess, what do you call it? It's like a questionnaire of some sort. And I put it out on my IG story and couple of you guys responded on what topic you would like to hear and majority of the responses surprisingly enough but at the same time not surprised as well is about forgiveness or something along the lines of how do I get over past hurts, past traumas, something along the lines of forgiveness. And so I took it upon myself to listen and hear you guys out and talk about forgiveness today. I want to talk to, I believe, a majority of us, honestly, all of us as humans, as people, uh, we are relational beings, meaning to say that uh, we, we belong in a circle, we belong in a community, we belong amongst people. And whether it would be within a friend group, our relationship with God, our girlfriends, fiancés, spouses, children, family, parent relationships, so many categories. We are relational beings. And at some point in time, we are going to get hurt by one another. Someone's either going to say something, someone's either going to do something, that goes against us and it hurts us and it causes us pain and we have to learn how to forgive those people that have hurt us so that we could ultimately move on with our lives my goal and my purpose which i have stated time and time again 
is to know God, which means to intimately know the character and the person of God that is spoken through the Bible, and also God speaking through His Son, Jesus Christ, which reveals the nature and the character of the Father. So it's to know Him personally and intimately, and ultimately let Him be known. In other words, to reflect God in our word and also our deed. And I'm probably going to say this statement later on in this podcast, but it's worth saying now, we reflect God the best when we forgive like God. And let me tell you, forgiveness does not come easy. It comes with a cost. And we'll, we'll talk about all that and we'll get into all the details and, and we'll, we'll start to unravel a lot of the things that entail forgiveness. And, but I want to make sure that I say this and state also the purpose behind this podcast. And it's... And this is one thing that I want you to take away from this podcast. And it's something that I'm going to be reinstating time and time again throughout this, this pod. Is that God created us to give and not just to get. It's important that we receive. It's important that we get. But God has not created us to just get things. But God has created us solely so that we could give. In other words, so that we could be generous or have a generous life. I really do believe that. I think when I see some videos on YouTube that inspire us or really create an emotional reaction in us. I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but I know I can, is the, the videos that get to me the most and cause an emotional reaction with me are the videos where two human beings are interacting with one another and one is less fortunate than the other and a person just decides to go out of their way to be generous, to give that person something, though they didn't ask for it, they didn't beg for it, they were just simply sitting by the side of the road on the sidewalk, and a person just comes up to that individual and gives them money, gives them food. And the reaction from that person receiving is touching. It, it, it either changed their life, it, it changed the trajectory of their life and maybe even gave them a new perspective on humanity, that all of humanity, that there is some good out there. They, they long for 
someone to care for them, to love them. And you have to know that when I talk about generosity, when I talk about living a generous life, this is something that I want to develop and aspire to be in my life and grow in this every day. But when I talk about generosity, I'm not just talking about giving money, right? I'm talking about how can we be generous with our time? How can we be generous with our energy? How can we be generous with our love? How can we be generous with our encouragement, our compliments of other people? How can we be generous in our patience? How can we be generous in so many different ways? The list goes on and on and on, but it doesn't, generosity doesn't just mean money. It, it means many other things on top of that. And so when I talk about living a generous life or God creating us to give and not just to get, again, I want to remind you and help you to understand that it's being generous with our time, our effort, our love, our sacrifice, our patience, and on and on and on it goes with other people. And so this is the big takeaway that I want you to receive out of this podcast is that God created us to give and not just to get, to be generous or have a generous life. But some point in time, there will come moments, especially relationally with other people. Again, it could be with our parents, our siblings, with our spouses, our fiancés, our friendships, where someone commits an error against us. Someone does something wrong, someone says something wrong. And what I have noticed that proceeds after that is this sense and temptation to not forgive that person. And what I have concluded is unforgiveness makes us selfish. We talk about being generous and selfless, but what I've noticed that comes between us and that life, that ideal, the, 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 the attractiveness of generosity in other people is the unforgiveness that we harbor in our hearts. That unforgiveness makes me selfish. I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've definitely noticed this in my life, is we, we don't regard others first. When we get hurt or when someone does something to us or says something to us, we immediately look to ourselves. We, we become selfish to only see what's happening within our world and rightfully so because you're, you're, you're feeling hurt and you want that person to give you the attention. You want that person to put you first. But a generous life entails regarding others first. It's what Philippians chapter 2 says when it talks about the humility of Christ. And humility 
as it says in scripture in Philippians chapter two, is putting others' interests before yourself. But unforgiveness, when it is harbored in our heart, we don't regard others first. We, we look only to our own personal interests. You know, when we harbor unforgiveness in our hearts and it, and it makes us selfish, what that looks like is rather than trying to understand other people, we want to be understood. We, we begin to live for ourselves. Not only that, but we withhold our time, we withhold our energy, we withhold our resources, we withhold our love, we withhold our patience, we withhold so many things from the people that hurt us. And not only that, but it begins to even pour out on people that haven't even met you. Now you begin to act this way, not just to the person that hurt you, but it begins to overflow onto people that you don't even know. It's, it's unforgiveness working its way into our hearts, kind of as the scripture says, to, to pluck out this root of bitterness, this resentment, this unforgiveness in us. And if we don't, and not only affects the people that we know personally, but affects our relationship with God and the rest of the world. So let's talk about forgiveness and what it is and what it isn't. What the Bible describes as forgiveness is to pardon someone of their offenses. It's to release others from the debt that they owe you. When someone hurts you, when someone offends you, or maybe you perceived that they've hurt you, though you don't know all the facts, right? When they do that, there is a debt that you hold against them. There is now something that they owe you. And until the person pays what they owe, you will not release or give or be generous to forgive them. But forgiveness in the Bible talks about releasing others from the debt that they owe. Forgiveness means ceasing to feel resentment for wrong. And I want to say this right here. Forgiveness is forgetting. Now, in between forgiving what the person has done to you and forgetting may be a large amount of time for you to develop the, the ability and also the capacity to forget. But forgiveness is forgetting. And that forgetting has to go through a process. 
It takes time to actually forget. But forgiveness, let me tell you, is forgetting. But let me tell you what forgiveness isn't. The opposite of forgiveness is to not pardon someone from their offenses or perceived errors. It's to, forgiveness is not to hold people's debt against them. That's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is continually choosing to not resent the person for what they've done wrong. And get this, hear me. Forgiveness, or, or maybe I should say it like this. There's actually a song out there called Forgiveness or Forgive by, I believe, SZA, I believe. That's, that's the song. And there's this line that says, forgive but don't forget, which is a widely known statement among other people and among culture and society and the world. But let me tell you, forgiveness is forgetting. Forgiveness is not, I forgive, but I don't forget. But as Christians and as people who believe in Christ, this is a mentality that we have absorbed and adopted because again, we, we, we are being discipled by culture and by the world rather than being discipled from what the word of God actually says. And I'll talk a little bit about how forgiveness is forgetting. But I do have to say that although we are talking about forgiveness for everyone that's listening and for the, even the person that is speaking on this podcast right now, it's so much easier said than done to forgive. And you're probably nodding your head like, yeah. Like, you know, ideally, it would be great for, it, for forgiveness to come that easy. It would be great if I could easily pardon someone from their offenses. It would be great if I could release other people from the debt that they owe rather than, rather than waiting to see and allowing them to suffer for a little bit more until they could actually pay their debt. It would, it would be easy to stop feeling resentment. It would be easy to not feel this unforgiveness that I've harbored in my heart. It would be easy to not feel that bitterness. It would be easy for me to forgive and also forget, but it's so much easier said than it actually is done. Forgiveness, ladies and gentlemen, you have to hear me, is difficult. It is hard. It is not easy. It comes with a cost. It's a sacrifice. Of course it is. But why is forgiveness so hard? When does, when does forgiveness seem actually impossible? You know what, you know what I've noticed in, in my personal life, and, and hopefully there will be people out there that are listening to this or that are watching this right now, I, I find that 
forgiveness is actually the most hardest when I have a self-righteous mindset. In other words, I think myself to be better than the person who offended me. I, I, I take on this self-righteous, prideful mindset. And anytime I get into that state of mind of self-righteousness and pride, and I think inherently that I am good, that I am quote-unquote perfect, or I think that I am better than the person that has done the offending, that has said what they have said, that has done what they have done, it makes it harder for me to forgive. It makes it hard because when you are in self-righteousness, all you see and all you think you are is good and that you have done nothing wrong. But scripture and the Bible and Jesus tells us that before looking at the speck of the person before looking at the speck in the person's eye, you have to look at the log in your own eye. But what self-righteousness does and what pride does, it blinds us to see the log in our own eye. See, this is what makes forgiveness so hard is when we think we are inherently good. And this is the problem that I think that is in the world and also has crept into Christianity and into the church today is that we think we are inherently good. And can I just say what scripture says that the Bible says to us, I believe it is in Romans chapter two, that no one is righteous before God. No one could boast about their righteousness before God, that everyone falls short of the standard of God that we are not inherently good, but it's only when we believe in Jesus, in the cross, that he begins to give us a new spirit and their goodness and the image of God is restored. But apart from that, we are sinful human beings. Apart from Jesus, we are inherently evil. We have a wicked heart. And anybody that tells you to just listen to your own heart because your heart is good. Oh man, beware because the Bible says to us that our heart above all else is most wicked. But hear me, whenever we run into a situation where someone commits an error against us or we perceive that we've committed an error, what makes forgiveness or part of what makes forgiveness so hard is we have this self-righteousness. We think we're better than the person who offended us when really in reality that you are, no, you are no better or any good than the person that offended you. As a matter of fact, the cross levels us all out. That I am the same as my brother. I have sinful tendencies that I've committed wrong and I have committed errors as well and that I am not perfect. So self-righteousness makes it hard for us. 
you know what also makes it really hard for us to forgive or you know when forgiveness is actually really hard when we are entitled we're entitled man i could say that when i look back at my life and even till this day there is this sense of entitlement that the lord has to purge out of me because i think i deserve or i'm entitled to certain things in life. But can I just say that we are not entitled to anything. We don't deserve anything. As a matter of fact, when we stand before God, what we actually deserve is the cross. What we actually deserve is the wrath of God. But rather in God's grace and in God's mercy, he gave us forgiveness. Forgiveness only becomes hard, not only, sorry, I, I refrain from that, but part of what makes forgiveness hard is when we are entitled. We think we deserve it all. And it go, actually goes back to the first point. We think we deserve it because we think we're good. We think we deserve it because we think we're perfect. Again, we live in this type of mentality. So entitlement is definitely what makes forgiveness so hard and something that I've recognized in my own life as well. But another thing that we can't really deny is the fact that it's actually painful to, to let go of what people have done to you. It's, 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 you have, you and I have so much pain within us that it's, it's hard to let go. You know, I, I could say to myself or I could say to you, you know, just let go, just forgive. But what that person has done to you and even to the degree of what they've done to you, because we haven't even got into that, is that there's, there's degrees of, of people's sins against us. You know, if, if I broke your phone, sure, you, you might be mad at me for, for a little bit, but... It's probably something that you would get over. Someone that has maybe cheated on someone else, that's, that's another degree, that's another level of forgiveness that you have to offer that person. And I think the reason, and as, as a matter of fact, when I look at those two examples, phone, breaking someone's phone and, and something relational like cheating, I think the reason what differentiates the two is because it's a relationship as opposed to an object. When it's relational, it actually becomes harder to forgive. It's, it's, it's painful as opposed to object where, I don't know, maybe you've put your identity into that object, but if you learn to separate yourself from your possessions, your objects, it's actually less likely to hurt you and cause you pain, right? And so it's actually painful to let go. And if, and if we're not careful, that pain could soon turn into revenge. It could turn into wanting to get back at the person, which is our natural tendency, right? As human beings, as people, is when someone hurts us, we want to hurt them back. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. You want to get revenge, but the Bible says that revenge is mine, God says. 
something that that we have to let go of and and give it up to God. That God is ultimately the judge. God is the one who will do what you shouldn't. So forgiveness becomes hard because it's, it's painful to let go. And I understand that. But I don't want it to lead to a place where you want to get revenge. But also an, another aspect or another factor that makes forgiveness hard is when we are in our sinful nature. It's when we are in our sinful nature. It, uh, every one of us have a sinful nature. Forgiveness to the extent that God wants us to forgive is actually really hard when we are in our sinful nature. But as the Bible says to us that the sinful nature desires for sinful things, and if I could just categorize sinful things, it would be to not forgive, to have revenge, to hold resentment. But the things of the spirit are opposite from the things of the sinful nature. It wants to forgive. It wants to offer patience. It wants to be generous and offer that. And so we got to look at these different aspects in our life. It, am I withholding unforgiveness? And I, am I... Am I not being generous with my forgiveness because I'm in self-righteousness, because I think I'm entitled? Or is it because it's too painful to let go? And also considering the fact that it's impossible to forgive to the extent that Christ wants us to forgive because we are in our sinful nature, and that's something that we have to consider as well. But forgiveness, hear me, is so important. You know, when I was preparing for this podcast, one thing that really stood out to me on why forgiveness is important is actually in the word itself. Now hear me out. For for those that can't that are that are not watching on on YouTube but you're you're listening, I want you to actually break the word forgive apart. I, I noticed this as I was preparing for, for this podcast. The reason why forgiveness is important because is actually in the word itself. When you break apart the word forgive, it's for give. It's for the purpose of giving. Why is forgiveness important? Forgiveness is important because it's to get you to a place where you could be generous, <laughs> where you could actually be a person who has a generous life. And when I saw that, when I was preparing for this message, I said, oh, forgiveness is not the end. Forgiveness is a means to a generous life 
which ultimately brings glory to God. Because God loves a cheerful giver. Let me read you 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. But the one who plans generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For hear this, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. <laughs> the reason why forgiveness is important is because forgiveness is a means to an end. And the end is to be a generous person. And ultimately, God loves a cheerful giver. God is pleased when we live a life of generosity, when we live a life of giving, of giving. Remind you, it's not giving in the sense of just money, but it's giving of our time. It's giving of our energy. It's giving of our love. It's giving of our patience. It's giving of our gentleness. It's giving of the fruits of the Spirit. Because God loves the cheerful giver. And when I realized that, wow, forgiveness is important because it's in the actual word itself, it's for the purpose of giving and not just getting, to live a selfless life instead of a selfish life, to be a generous person and ultimately have a generous life to glorify the Lord. That's why forgiveness is important. I know you want to be a generous person. I know you want to be someone who has a generous life with everything that you have, right? Here's an e another reason why forgiveness is important because it results in an in a abundant and blessed life. In an in a abundant and blessed life. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24 says, give freely and become more wealthy. But it says this, be stingy and lose everything. See, unforgiveness makes us selfish. It makes us stingy. It makes us just want to get and hold things and harbor things. But the reason why forgiveness is important is because it results in abundant and blessed life. When we give freely, we become more wealthy. And that's not, again, just limited to finances. You become more wealthy in your life. You become more wealthy in your welfare. You become more wealthy in your health. You become more healthy in, uh, wealthy in your love and your generosity and every part of your existence. You become more wealthy when you give freely, but when you're stingy, you lose everything. You lose everything. And so this is the reason why forgiveness is so important because it results in an abundant and blessed life. Here's another reason why forgiveness is important is because we reflect God. See, we reflect God the greatest when we forgive like Jesus. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 45 it talks about being persecuted by people that hate us. But God says, you know, what reward 
does it give you for you to love people that love you? But as a matter of fact, what God, Jesus challenges us to is to love people that hate us. And then listen to what he says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 45. He says, in that way, you, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven when you're able to give and to love your enemies. For he gives sunlight to both the evil and the good. He sends rain on the just and the just alike. See, when we are able to love not just those who love us, but to love those who hate us and who have committed an offense against us, we act as true children of our Father. We begin to reflect our Father who gives sunlight to both the evil and the good, and He sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. I'm getting way too excited. I'm preaching right now. Is someone hearing me right now? We act like our Father. We reflect God when we forgive like Jesus. That's why it's important. And that's the whole purpose of this podcast is to know God and let Him be known. That's the whole reason why forgiveness is important. Here's another reason why forgiveness is important. And the last one, it sets us free to choose love. When we forgive people, we untie ourselves from the chains and the bondages of resentment and forgiveness, And we are set free to choose love. Galatians chapter 5, verse 13 and 14. For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. But don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use freedom to serve one another in love. This is why forgiveness is important, is because forgiveness is a means to a generous life. Forgiveness leads us to an abundant and blessed life. Forgiveness allows us to reflect the nature of our Father. And forgiveness sets us free to choose love, to serve people in love. So, Ultimately, it boils down to this question. How do I do this? How do I forgive to the extent that Christ wants me to forgive? Resulting in this life of generosity, resulting in this life of abundance and blessedness, resulting in this life of reflecting God, resulting in this life of freedom to choose to love people and to do the right thing. How do we do this? How do we forgive? I do not have a one to three step plan for you. But the but what I can tell you and this one thing that I have noticed in my life is the only way for me to forgive to the extent that Christ wants me for to forgive is by the Holy Spirit. It's by the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. See, what your sinful nature craves is to harbor unforgiveness. It's to hold on to resentment. It's to get revenge back at other people, right? It's, it's, it's all these things. That's what our sinful nature does. But if you allow your life to be guided by the Holy Spirit, then you won't be doing 
what your sinful nature craves. It's only by the power, by the grace of the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you a story. I remember when my wife and I got into this argument and on my end, God bless her, she actually has a heart to forgive much more than I do. But I tend to hold grudges. That, like when someone hurts me or when someone, when I perceive that someone has done something to me, it's so easy for me to hold a grudge, to give the silent treatment, to not talk to that person, right? But I remember it got to the point where I said, I can't live this way. We can't live this way. So the Lord convicted me heavy, and I remember this is what he told me. He said, invite me in. So what I started to do is practically, I put on worship music, and I just allowed the message of the gospel. I allowed the Holy Spirit to work through the songs of worship and through the words of the Bible to penetrate my heart. And there the activity of the Holy Spirit began to happen. And it was in that moment where I had the power and the ability to step away from the living room and to go into the bedroom and talk to my wife and say, forgive me. This is my error. This is where I was wrong. And from that point, it ended up reconciling, ended up getting us closer, and so on and so forth. All the reasons to forgive is a blessed and intimate relationship and an abundant life. See, it's only by the Spirit of God, it's only by the Holy Spirit that we're able to forgive to the extent that Christ wants us to forgive. And so when I talk about being in the Spirit, here's what I mean. The Holy Spirit reminds us that we're not self-righteous, that we're not entitled, right? That we shouldn't get revenge back on other people. And then our sinful nature craves to do certain things that the Spirit would never do. But one of the things that the Spirit reminds us of is I forgive people when I understand that I'm forgiven. It's the gospel. Being in the Spirit is when you begin to remind and remember and, and thoughts come back about what Christ did for me. I'm able to forgive other people because Christ was able to forgive a sinful, broken, prideful, self-righteous, entitled person like me. With all the sins that I've committed, with all the things that I have done, with all the things that I have thought, yet God in his mercy and God in his grace forgave me. That's what I want you to remember. That's what it means to be in the spirit. To remind yourself of the words of scripture, to remind yourself of the gospel, to remind yourself that his presence is with you. And the only reason why it's with you is because he tore the veil at the cross of Calvary when he said these words, 
Father, forgive them. There he is. For they do not know what they do. He forgave us of our sins. Can you just imagine this with me for a moment? A world where we could actually forgive and forget and not to take up culture that says, forgive, but don't forget. Now hear me, I want to clarify some things. Of course, we have to have wisdom in terms of, you know, how we could manage the relationship afterward, but that's not the point or that's not the goal of what I'm trying to talk about. The goal of what I'm trying to talk about is a world where we could forgive and forget because it reflects the nature of the Father. Isn't that what Jesus says? Isn't that what the book of Hebrews says? That he remembers our sins no more? He doesn't, he, does, he, he forgot about our sins. He, the Bible actually says that love keeps no record of wrong. So we forgive and we forget. Can you imagine a world like that? Imagine a world like that in your family. Imagine a world like that in your relationship. Imagine a world like that among your friend group. Imagine a world like that where we could forgive other people's debts, where we could actually let go of resentment, where a world where we could be generous and have an abundant and blessed life. That's a world that's attractive. That's a person that's beautiful. That is the ideal, and that's what God wants to see. A life and a person who is generous with everything that they have. This is the goal of forgiveness. When we could forgive, we could be generous and live a generous life, and ultimately, that glorifies the Lord. It's the whole reason for this podcast, to know God and let God be known. Well, that's the end of this podcast. I'm so glad for each and every single one of you guys that are tuning in every single week and are getting knowledge and information. And I hope and I pray that it is adding value to your life. I pray and hope that it is encouraging you and it's showing you a side of God that you have actually never seen before. So I encourage you, do me a favor. I want you to like the video, subscribe to the channel if this gave you any sort of value, and then share this content with those people on Instagram, if you have Instagram. Share it with people on Facebook, if you have Facebook. Share it with people on Twitter, if you have Twitter. Share it with whomever that you can. I'm telling you, because the more we could get this message out there and the more we could help and give value to other people, man, the more that we could really bring the gospel to, to the face of the earth. And so again, I'm so happy and I love all of you guys. Thank you so much again for your encouragement and your comments on the podcast. And I uh, want you to remember, I want you to know God and let God be known. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>